1: From between the hedges at Sanford Stadium to the practice fields, from Stegman Coliseum and wherever else the Bulldogs are playing, it's time to talk Georgia sports. Touchdown, 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 don't win it. From the Athens Banner Herald, here are your hosts, Mark Weiser and Ryan Dennis. Welcome in. It's the Bulldogs Extra Podcast. Mark and Ryan here with you as Thursday, Georgia will be one third of the way through spring practice as practice number five cranks up. It's also, I believe, the Sweet 16 round of the NCAA tournament. No Georgia teams are left. A couple of Georgia basketball players are out the door, and a couple of new support staffers have joined the football program. Ryan, Jeff Collins was at Georgia's practice on Tuesday. Who would you think would be the least welcome at a spring practice? As far as, as far Georgia, as you
0: know. yeah, it's anybody, perfect. any Georgia rivals that we saying.
1: Well, he's he's no longer with that rival program, but uh, yeah, like. Uh,
0: I mean, what, what if Steve Spurrier walked out on the field? Would it, you know? Wouldn't he get some eggs thrown at him or something?
1: Hey guys, just wanted to.
0: I can't really do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, hey Kirby. <laughs> oh man.
1: Kirby just, I, going to play, kirby just going kirby just go and play some golf up in uh up in the uh Reynolds <laughs> yeah. plantation
0: i mean that that seemed to be you know the a number one villain of georgia all time right so i i can't imagine you know he'd be too well liked if he if he came on to practice fields but you know i guess it's time has passed right since since he used to torment georgia at florida and south carolina so I I don't know, maybe there's there's a better. I mean, what is Jeff Collins doing there? Is he is he going to be on support staff soon? Is that what he's?
1: No, he was not aiming he, for. He was. He looked like he was just there visiting. Uh, Kirby and him were on staff at Alabama in 2007 together. Uh,
0: yeah. uh,
1: who knows? I mean, a lot of times, you know, when when Tom Crean was out of a job after Indiana, he spent that year like going around to different practices at different you know sports and campuses. So maybe I don't know what Collins buyout money is. He's probably got a lot of money to sit around and buy. Was, i think he was carrying a i'm, I'm guessing it was a coffee mug mm-hmm. uh i i did some very um uh, important reporting to make sure there was no waffle house logo on the mug and i did not see one
0: i can say was he affiliated with anything did he have any type of logo on
1: he had yeah. a hat on i couldn't identify what, what it, it didn't
0: was. say like atl on it or 404 yeah, or anything like that
1: yeah i didn't want to kind of invade his personal space by getting really close to look at his hat i couldn't see it he was <laughs> he, he was talking on on the sideline, uh, to, to someone else. But, um, in any event, um, Hey, you know, this would be a good time to tell you, why don't you give us a five-star review, go to your app, uh, if it's Apple, I guess, and, uh, give, give the five-star review to Ryan cause he's, uh, he does a great job with the the sound quality. At least now he does back in the day. Uh, it wasn't that good. was it, Ryan.
0: Well, we had some, we had some hiccups there when we changed offices, yeah. Uh, you know, we had a nice studio set up there at the downtown office, and then once we moved out to Millage, it was hard to get it sounding right. So we had to had to make some changes.
1: All right. Kind of on the same topic as the uh, Jeff Collins thing, uh, I thought it was somewhat interesting that Shane Beamer. Uh, apparently, he was on a podcast called Bussin' with the Boys." I'm not familiar with it, but is
0: that a barstool thing? Or
1: uh, could be. That's a good question. Don't know. But uh he, he was talking on there um about which coach he might want to fight. The quote is my wife and I literally just had that conversation this morning about a team in the SEC. It goes back to who I would want to fight. There's one in particular right now that I'm not really high on. My wife literally just said we need this year when we play them, yada yada yada. Now, who who might he be talking about? I think I have an idea. I don't know what their schedule is. I'm not gonna look up their schedule to see, although there's certain teams that they, they this year they're still going to play being in the SEC East. I'm going to guess Mark Stoops. I think there was some bad blood between them. them. Uh, didn't they have a, a deal where uh, Stoops was uh, complaining well, about Shane Beamer's dancing?
0: Yeah, first off, Shane Beamer tries too hard. I mean, he tries to be the cool coach, and, and I don't know. It ain't working. But second off, yeah, I remember last year, I think it was with Marty and McGee, right, at the SEC Media Days. They got their one-on-one, so to speak, with the coaches and
1: that's a two-on-one yeah
0: yeah two-on-one i guess and uh yeah i think uh stoops said something about you know it was after that whole thing where it was like a viral video of of uh beamer coming into the to the t- room t- there yeah, with the yeah, glasses yeah, and yeah, you know how yeah. about i think you know how much rag on you know that whole song and yeah, I mean, that was just more of him trying too hard and uh stoops being an old school, you know, nose to the grindstone type of guy. I don't uh I don't think he, you know, really cares much for that style, but
1: Who do you think the biggest villains are now among these 14 SEC head coaches uh, before Texas and Oklahoma join? Well, I mean, um, eight,
0: number 1, right, is Kirby and Saban.
1: You uh, you think just because they win so much?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, obviously there's been Rumors of bad blood and and you know
1: no I don't mean I don't mean which two coaches I'm just saying in general if if the coaches could vote you know who do you dislike the most who do you think would show up there first?
0: Oh man, I mean you're gonna have to you're to have to go through everything. I mean does does Heupel and I mean I don't think there's any bad blood between like Hill and Kirby. Uh, how about Kiffin? I mean you got to Kiffin has like. 20 I enemies, Kiffin, right? No, I think
1: I think Kiffin's like Kirby and Kiffin get along well. Um, I know, but I mean I, I and it does seem
0: I mean like I don't think how about, I, don't how th- either, I think Saban I think Saban and Kiffen respect each other, but I don't think like Saban would like, hey, you're in town, let's go get a bite to eat, you know?
1: No, no. no. I mean Sabin fired Kiffen. Um I will say <laughs> maybe maybe Eli Drinkwitz. He he sometimes uh is a little bit too uh blunt in his press conferences and he took a nice shot at Dan Mullen on his way out the door. So mm. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Um, maybe, maybe yeah, we should ask Kirby that next time we get to get to speak with him.
0: Well, you know, you, um, you think about like, you know, successful coaches, right? I mean, Brian Kelly, I mean, I don't see anybody disliking Brian Kelly at this point. Um, a, I mean, a, even though Kirby is what Kirby's three and against Brian Kelly, maybe Brian Kelly doesn't like Kirby. I don't know.
1: All right. Hey, uh, let's talk about these support staffers. Um, Brandon Streeter, former Clemson offensive coordinator. Daryl Dickey, former Texas A&M offensive coordinator. Now with the Bulldog support staff, I saw Brandon Streeter at practice on Tuesday. Uh, Daryl Dickey, I, he could have been there. I don't know. I, I couldn't see everybody. But um, Brandon Streeter, I got a little backstory with Brandon Streeter. Okay. I covered Clemson University Tigers. Mm-hmm under Tommy West and then uh, Tommy Bowden when well, the quarterback was a guy named Brandon Streeter and uh nice guy. And uh, he's very much uh, kind of in the fabric of that program. I mean, he went on to work for some smaller programs. I think it was Liberty, maybe Richmond, uh, but he came back. Uh, he was a grad assistant, quarterbacks coach, recruiting coordinator. And then uh, when their office coordinator went to Virginia, Streeter took over l- last year and didn't work out. I don't know if I don't know if you know um whether the Dabo would have fired Streeter if he wouldn't didn't have his eye on um the TCU offensive coordinator, uh the the brother of the Southern Cal head coach, um, whether he would have made that move. I mean, he didn't fire coaches often. He did fire uh Billy Napier for, as offensive coordinator one year. Um, but Interesting timing. Uh, you know, spring practice was already underway uh, when all this came out. Um, I know Kirby was busy this offseason, unfortunately, with some, you know, some sad news in the program. Uh, but brings these guys along. Daryl Dickey, uh, I mean, the offensive coordinator at Texas a until this year was Jimbo Fisher. So uh, oh. he had the title Dickey did. He wouldn't call the plays. But he's been around forever. I mean, he's, he's at like 63, but he's worked at like – this is, like, his 38th, 39th year in college football, and he's worked at, like, 10 or 11 programs.
0: Yeah, at what point do you contemplate retirement? I mean, you, are you, at that age, you're just you you're so into the game, you just can't leave it?
1: I, mean, I, don't for the same like, life. I don't know exactly what the lifestyle is for these support staffers, uh, and Georgia hadn't defined the roles yet. We haven't had a chance to start to Kirby. I mean, I, I would guess that Brandon Streeter is the one that's stepping in to the Buster Faulkner role just because right. he's – He's in his mid forties. He's a quarterback's guy. You know, I I won. uh, I went to an event in Atlanta uh, when Trevor Lawrence was a high school senior, kind of an awards banquet. And Streeter was uh, hanging out with um, I I mean, he wasn't hanging out. He went with him to honor uh, Lawrence uh, after he had signed. And so, you know, he he obviously uh, was tight with him from a recruiter and quarterback perspective. Um, so I would think he'd be the one that would be kind of meshing with, with the quarterbacks. Uh, and Dickey would be more of a kind of behind the scenes guy like Bobo was
0: last year. And what, what is it? I mean, this is about a $15,000 type of job. Is that right? From, did you say the, the word 15? Yeah.
1: What, what, what kind of job is a $15,000? Like a grad assistant used to be a $15,000 job. Maybe or Well, less. Th-
0: wasn't that the rumor when, uh, who was the, uh, the former Tennessee coach got on Saban's staff? Wasn't that about what he was making?
1: I mean, a lot. Oftentimes, these guys take reduced salaries because right. they're getting, they're getting paid buyouts and it, exactly. Yeah. Um, now, Streeter and Dickey didn't have the kind of money that, say, well, Muschamp had when he was fired as a head coach. Obviously, he had twelve point nine million. But in any event, speaking of uh, some salaries, and, and just to p- kind of put a bow on that, I, I think uh, they're both you know known names in the industry and um, you know looking for work. So. Um, I think pretty good, pretty good hires, I would guess. Um, And, you know, be interesting. I mean, I don't, I don't know if Dickey's going to, I couldn't imagine Dickey getting on Georgia's staff um, in the future, just because like you mentioned, is he close to retirement age? I, I don't, I don't know, but certainly if there was an opening, uh, Streeter would, would seem to fit that bill as a position coach type guy, you know what I mean?
0: Well, I mean, it, you know, these people want to be associated with the top programs and, you know, if something came along, even if it was a, coordinator position somewhere else or heck i don't even know a tight ends coach somewhere else i bet they would uh you know this would boost their resume so to speak or you know people would turn to the georgia program being so successful and and giving them a chance if that's what they're looking for so i can imagine that would be uh part of their thinking here
1: ryan did you ever watch the uh, the original six million dollar man or i believe there was a reboot i'm just guessing because they all they all seem to have reboots
0: yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they came out reboot. I've never seen any of them, uh, but were you glued to the TV when you were younger watching those?
1: I mean, well, you think I'm old or something? Uh, I did watch Six Million Dollar Man. I guess I don't oh, remember. There you much, go. But, uh, the reason I say that is you can call Glenn Schumann now a 1.9 million dollar man.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: his, his salary went from 805 thousand to 1.9 million. Uh, I don't know if you can think. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles uh, for that interview, or you can thank Nick Saban for perhaps pursuing Schumann, or maybe you can thank the defensive players for the last two years for winning a couple championships Uh, while Schumann was, you know, in the uh, brain trust of that defense, or maybe just thank Glenn himself for uh, keeping this defense from losing five first rounders mm-hmm. and not, not falling too much. What do you make of, of Schumann and, you know, everybody on staff salaries went up except for Will Muschamp. Now I would imagine that will go up as well. I, I don't know what the holdup is on that. He also, as I mentioned, has that huge buyout, but but he's already been paid that lump sum wise. So I don't think that's a holdup. I mean, I think this is for one thing it tells you is that without Kirby ever saying it in front of a microphone, that Schumann is is the 1A coordinator and mm-hmm. And Muschamp is is the one B I would say.
0: We well, got to think you know they did all that like you said after losing all those players to the NFL draft. You lost Dan Landing too, <laughs> so I mean he had big shoes to fill there. Even though it's that dual coordinator spot, but I don't know. Do you think about what you lose as far as salary goes with with Munkin? Uh, You know I guess we don't know what Bobo's making just yet, right? But
1: no, we do. We do. Thanks for reading my story. One million dollars, which is sounds like a under the market deal for a uh, coordinator. Uh, But Bobo is also uh, receiving $300,000 still for another year Mm -hmm. from Auburn for being fired. Uh, So,
0: but that's still what a million less than what Munkin was getting. So yeah, but it all um, seems to work itself out. Not that George is hurting for money to give out to coaches, but well, I mean, Todd
1: was coming off a national championship. Bobo, you know, was not on, he he didn't run the offense, uh, I was yeah.
0: circling all this back to Schumann and why he might you know get a boost the boost yeah. that he got
1: yeah Todd Harley jumps from 665 to 850. uh that's that's very good money for a position coach now of course he's a ace recruiter huh. with with Brock Bowers Darnell Washington um and then you know we'll, we'll talk about the the freshman uh Lawson lucky. And Pierce Sperlin uh, some
0: bad news on that front, huh?
1: You thought you thought Lucky had a bad practice yesterday? Is that your interview? Nah.
0: no, no. Mind the what What did, what did Sperlin do to himself?
1: Well, I don't think oh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he did it to himself uh, personally. I believe I'm just guessing. I didn't get the details, but I'm guessing that maybe a, a player contributed to his broken collarbone in practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so he'll be out for the rest of the spring, um, and it's. You know, I don't know necessarily that Sperling was gonna I don't know what his role would have been this year. Maybe he was taking a red shirt. He was uh probably I don't know if I don't know if he was fourth. He's probably behind Lucky, um, in the pecking order. Or maybe you know they were fighting out that spot. But clearly you have Brock Bowers, you have Oscar Delt. I guess it's probably Brock Bowers within like a big gap before you get to anybody else, right? I mean, that that dude is special. Mm-hmm. Um so but I mean I, I think it's uh it's costly to, to miss these practices when you're a young guy that's an early enrollee, but that's what happens with uh, some contact and practice, right?
0: Yeah, it's a physical game.
1: All right, uh, just run down these other assistants. Uh, I think everyone else pretty much got $45,000 bumps. Still McGee, Trace Scott, Fran Brown, Brian McClendon, Chidera, Uzo Deribi, Ryan, uh, if I offered you a $45,000 raise, would you, would you take it, or would you want to talk to your super agent?
0: I mean, in our industry, I take that in a heartbeat. What are you talking about?
1: I <laughs> uh, also forgot to mention Stacy Serrell's pay rose from 655 to $755. Man. Uh, this is what happens when you win an Addy, right?
0: Yeah. And this isn't included bonuses, you know? Uh, no, 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 no. This is
1: before bonuses. Yeah.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. life is right.
1: good. Uh, Ryan, did you see the uh, social media, um, uh, Georgia football and some other places? I think it was Del McGee. Couple of running backs are in town today as we record this uh, late Wednesday afternoon. Did you see who?
0: Um former or uh maybe hoping to be running backs.
1: No, this is Nick and Sony.
0: Oh yeah. I mean I was that was gonna be my guess. Or Todd Gurley. Figured it had to be uh, you know, that three. <laughs> One of that three or both of that three.
1: Sony Michelle, I'm not sure if he's in the league right now. Um I know he was bounced around a good bit since he was with the Rams. Um, well, Patriots and then the Rams and, and then went to the Dolphins and the Chargers. Is he with the Chargers still? I'm not sure. You look that up. But uh, how's how's uh, Nick Chubb's pro career going? Any update on that?
0: Oh, yeah, man. He's, he's flourished with the Browns. It's just so funny, that running back position, though, because, you know, you could be going strong like Chubb is right now and then in a year or two just – it all kind of falls apart because of the injury and just overuse wearing you down. And that's kind of what happened to Todd Gurley, right? He was so good for his first three years and then just couldn't, couldn't stay healthy.
1: Yeah, that's, that's right. He, he had some injury issues. Looks like, uh, looks like Sonny Michelle, uh, is kind of looking to hook on still. It'd be interesting to see where he lands and, what kind of spot? Um, I think Isaiah McKenzie might be heading to the Colts. Speaking of uh, former Georgia guys, I'm not sure if that's an official deal yet or not.
0: Um, yeah, I saw he, you know, uh, he got cut, obviously, with the Bills. Um, has he kind of had a surprising career to you? I mean, he's he's done a little better than I thought he might at the pro level.
1: Yeah, I mean he's got some good uh, some good quality as as a you know returner and a shifty guy out in out in space. So sure, I mean, his mm-hmm. last game at Georgia was a 2016 Liberty Bowl, and so we're we're still talking about him as an NFL guy. So that good for him, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll see what, we'll see what happens there. A um, couple uh, items from spring ball. Um, we mentioned the injury situation there. Uh, left tackle battle yesterday. Austin Blasky was rolling with the ones uh, from what I saw in practice. Uh, the other guys uh, down the line from left to right is what you would expect. No surprises there uh, with Amarius Marius Mims uh, still at right tackle. Um, you know, Georgia's still, I believe, a week away from an official scrimmage. They'll go three straight Saturdays. That's usually what they do. The coaching clinic is in town on Thursday as uh, Mel Tucker is scheduled to speak along with um, the Ravens' defensive coordinator that used to be at Michigan, that was on staff at Georgia, and even was a coach at Cedar Shoals High School. Mm. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, you did a big story on him before they played in the um, Orange Bowl two years ago. Yeah,
1: let's let's find out. Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Hold on one second. All right, um, let's see. Uh, yeah, so we're talking about Mike McDonald, of course. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I drew a blank there. Uh and then Houston's coach is in town as as well. Um, the former West Virginia head coach. Uh what do you think they're talking about? What 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 would you what would you get for going to that coaching clinic? Do you think you'd walk out of there with a bunch of uh play calls that you could take to the high school level?
0: <laughs> I think it's all about uh, mindset and uh you know how you how you have to handle being a coach. And yeah, I mean I think they do break down some reads and whatnot and defenses and all, but I don't think, I don't think anybody's giving away game plans, you know?
1: Tanner Holgerson is who I'm talking about there. Uh, interesting. Houston, this,
0: Houston coach, right? Yeah. Did you say that?
1: Yeah. This year. Interesting that um, no NFL head coaches on the, uh, on the agenda. So uh, they've had multiple NFL head coaches in, in some years uh, might have something to do with, you know, free agency or the pro pro uh pro day schedule. I'm not sure. But uh, also, unfortunately for Georgia, uh, Stegman Coliseum not in use, and they'll have to go to the indoor facility for even stuff like setting up their, their meals, I guess. Mm. Uh, so, Unless you think they'll invite them into the uh, Bones uh, dining hall?
0: <laughs> Highly doubtful. I think that thing is uh, locked for only football players and football affiliates.
1: Uh, we mentioned one of the, the freshman tight ends. Ryan, uh, there's 18 early enrollees. Now there's two out uh, because of injury. Josh Miller had a shoulder injury as well what will you be looking forward to hearing uh the rest of this spring from some of these young guys um i wrote about smoke Bowie, who's uh, not as young he was a transfer from texas and we know about the wide receivers Ra thomas dominic lovett uh i want to see some of these other wideouts. although i wonder how much playing time there really might be i saw anthony evans make a nice catch in practice yesterday uh you have uh zed haynes from philadelphia um you know Anthony Evans. Did I just mention him? I think I just mentioned him. Uh AJ Harris, I believe is the other. Um see his scholarship. I think he's a scholarship guy, right? Yeah. Out of Phoenix City. Um and hey, speaking of Phoenix City, who who do they got on the roster already um from Phoenix City? Do you know that? Another wide receiver.
0: I feel like I've heard this, but tell me.
1: I mean Jackson Meeks. And have you seen Jackson Meeks is doing a uh NIL car deal commercial on TV.
0: <laughs> I have not. Who's it with?
1: I can't remember. I should know that. I took a photo of it because I thought it was interesting that, that Jackson had that, um, that deal, you know, he hadn't really, I mean, he's not like in the top five, six receivers. If he had to name them all right. Not yet.
0: Yeah. He wouldn't think so. Right.
1: Um, yeah. Um, anyway, I want to see uh Johnel Aguero, uh, the uh, safety. Um, anybody else uh, for you? Some of these outside linebackers, Sam and Pemba, uh, yeah,
0: is Damon Wilson in yet? Is he uh, in a role early? Yeah, he's there. I mean, you think you, know, you lose a Robert Bill, you lose uh, Nolan, obviously. Um, you know, just some of those edge guys. I know you got a couple already in the system, but, uh, you know, I mean, he was the number one recruit for you. I think top, uh, top 25 or so overall. And, you know, if he could make some – uh, Hey, while the sun shine you know, this, this spring, maybe he could, uh, open some eyes and, and, uh, you know, get in there next, next year and get some playing time.
1: All right, Ryan. Ryan, what are the state of your brackets?
0: Oh, I don't even want to talk about that. I think I have seven of 16, sweet 16s.
1: Yeah. My, my men's bracket is toast. I actually did a women's bracket for the first time this year and it's, it's great on this ESPN thing. It's in like the ninety-fifth percentile. Uh, I think I got fourteen out of my sixteen in the women women's suite sixteen. So maybe I get a t-shirt. Do I get any award if I do really well in
0: that? No, you don't. But I was thinking, uh, you know, I'm in a I'm in a pool actually, a women's pool. Uh a good friend of my wife and, and I, huge. She went to UConn, huge women's basketball fan. So she runs a women's bracket. And I was doing good till Indiana got beat the other night. I think oh, I yeah, had in, Indiana all the way to the finals, and uh, yeah, not going to happen.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. That's my that's my problem, too. I had Indiana in the finals, so it's not going to really matter too much. I hey, guess I'll,
0: I'll tell you what. We watched uh, three or four games on Monday night, and they were very exciting. You had North Carolina and Ohio State, I think, come down to it. That Indiana game was thrilling. UConn was pretty good for a while. I mean, it was – hey, don't count out women's basketball. It's fun.
1: All right, let's talk about the men's game. Uh, the hey, Georgia-
0: the, sorry, the Georgia women, too, had a pretty good uh, game the oh, other day.
1: Yeah, we'll get there. Okay. Uh, the Georgia men's team, uh, Terry Roberts announces he's going to the NBA, or at least declaring uh, Kyrie Okwendo back in the portal and also declaring at the same time kind of a deal like Severe Wheeler did uh, a couple years ago. That leaves Georgia with six scholarship guys for now. Jabri, uh, uh Juice, Uh, from Alabama, the transfer, Frank Anselm, Justin Hill, M.A. Moncrief. That's it. Is that six? That's five. Five. Five scholarship guys. One, two, three, four. four. No, let's see. Three. That's five. I must be missing someone. Did they have five or six?
0: I can't keep up with them. I I think it was six, though. But, I mean, Mike White's got some work ahead of
1: him. I don't think... I might be missing someone. Holt, Anselm, Hill, Moncrief. Um, I don't know. I can't fit. Well, you got two guys coming in. Uh, maybe that's that's it. Also, I just got Jabri, Juice, Anselm Hill, and Moncrief. Um, what do you what do you make of the the uh, losses of Terry Roberts and Kerry O'Quenda?
0: I don't know what to make of it. I mean, Georgia clearly was a different team after Roberts went down with the injury last year. Now, I mean, is is he going to make a run at the NBA? It's hard to think that. He's a guy that could do that. Same with Cario. Now, at the first of last year, I thought if Cario had a good season, you know, maybe somebody will be excited about his athleticism and, and all that and give him a shot. But I think what's going to happen is he's going to end up just in the portal and, and we'll see him somewhere else next year. Now, like you said, he did that route last year, right, where he went in the portal and came back. But I just, I think things kind of got sour between him and Mike White at the end of the season. I think we've seen the end of Cario Oquendo, but um, as far as NBA goes, I mean, these aren't guys that's going to make it. Let's be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of the MO around college basketball, obviously, and, and you know, especially at Georgia. Um, I think, you know, Jabri and, and Hill seem like guys that, that would be guys you build around in terms of just locker room guys, um, leadership guys, and, and um, you know, Juice as well, I guess, to a certain extent. Um, so I don't know how many of these other guys might end up in the portal. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe there's more. I, I don't know. Uh, you mentioned women's basketball, uh, really pushed Iowa down the stretch, uh, 74, 66 loss, um, got pretty chippy at the end. Uh, well, I don't know about chippy cause it was pretty one-sided, uh, a couple of technical fouls called against Georgia and, um, good, very good season for them. But, um, they've shown this kind of, uh, uh, tenacity, uh, the, the willingness to mix it up. They had a couple players, I believe, ejected at the Virgin islands in a tournament. They had some heated talk with LSU in the SEC tournament on the court. The LSU players talked about afterwards. Uh, but you know, what do you make of that? Does that put any, uh, I know a lot of Iowa fans were upset about seeing, you know, those kind of fouls.
0: I mean, it is what it is. It was frustrating down the stretch there, you know, and you're facing Caitlin Clark, probably the best player in college basketball and, um, uh, you know, she was a little bit of a thorn in the side, you know, with some of her uh, you know, antics. Not that they were directed at Georgia or anything, but um you know, I didn't make much of it. I, I do want to say that it was, you know, a good a good first season under Coach Abe there and something they can build off of. Now they're kind of in a situation too where, you know, she needs to re- recruit well and, and bring in some some women who can help build that program too, you know, aside from transfers. So that's, that was a big part of what they did this year was the, the transfers that came with her t- from UCF. So, um, but you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't make much of what they did. You know, I, I don't mind a, a chippy little team that's, uh, you know, as long as they're not throwing punches or anything.
1: Yeah. The women's team, uh, ends up going to the, uh, Round of 32, couldn't quite get over the hump against a, a tough Iowa team. Uh, all right, Ryan, how much time we got left on this podcast?
0: Oh, well, we got plenty of time.
1: Plenty of time. Uh, we got some time limits on this, uh, this platform. All right, here we go. Uh, we're going to f- close out with this. The state of Georgia athletics, uh, team by team, I need you to tell me, as we talked about women's basketball, whether you view the program as rising, falling, or holding steady.
0: All right, let's do it. Rapid fire.
1: We're not doing football because we know well, you know, I mean that's a hold holding
0: steady. Hold steady there. Yeah, <laughs> that's a whole
1: that's a hold steady. I mean, you're you're probably gonna be preseason number one. You went back to back.
0: Nowhere but down for this team.
1: Um yeah, I mean it's hard to go to rise anymore. Mm. All right. Uh let's start with uh some hot button teams lately. How about baseball? Uh big win Tuesday night over Georgia State in uh, Lawrenceville. Uh. Ryan, I know that's kind of changed your impression of what's going on with that program. Uh, How you feel? Remember, they won two out of three from Georgia Tech. Give me a rising, falling, or steady?
0: I think they are all three within the same season. I mean, I don't think much was expected. They came out, did pretty good. Like you said, took a few from Georgia Tech, and then you get swept by um, South Carolina over the weekend. Yeah, and it looks like they're going down. But I I think they're holding steady. I mean, I think they're right where – kind of the prognosticators thought they would be.
1: Uh they're going to Vanderbilt. So back to back weekends uh on the road in the SEC. Uh I'm gonna say they're falling. They're falling slightly. The fan base is getting a little impatient. Um the hitting uh was really good. Not against South Carolina. Pitching not has not been good. Uh they got run rolled at home twice mm-hmm. to South Carolina. Um all right let's uh let's go with softball. How are you feeling about the uh, team under Tony Baldwin year two?
0: Yeah, I think they're holding steady too. I mean, they, um, you know, they've had some good wins. They had a couple losses there after a hot start, but I think they're they're holding steady.
1: Nope, they are rising. Five and one in the SEC just swept Texas A and M on the road. Yeah. Um, all right, men's tennis. Come on, quick.
0: I say rising after a little lull.
1: Um, I mean, they're I guess they're five and zero in the SEC now. I say they're maybe a slight rise. I mean, we'll see what they do in the postseason. But a good start in, in conference play, women's tennis, Hold them steady. I think they're probably falling slightly a little bit. I mean, I mean, you know,
0: if you if you look at you know they played for a national title three years yeah. ago, yeah, but
1: yeah. Hey, how about the uh, gymnastics program under uh former uh, multiple, many, many times All American and Olympic. Medalist uh Courtney Coupets Carter.
0: I have to I think you have to say they're falling. They've struggled down the stretch. This was the year you thought they might take a little uptick, but they have not improved.
1: Uh they're falling slightly because they were already in kind of a bad, bad spot. So um finished last in the SEC championship uh over there in Duluth. Uh and they're gonna go to a tough regional where I think there's two top twelve-ish teams, and so they would not be projected to get out of there. So right. uh all right, men's basketball. Mike White goes sixteen and sixteen in year one, and uh, wh- where's that program doing? How are they doing?
0: Well, what point do you want to, you know, make this pro- uh, prognostication or whatever from? I mean, is it from Tom Crean last year? Then they're rising. If it's from the midpoint of this season, they're definitely falling because they were on you a can, rapid you can, rise.
1: You can just define it any way you want.
0: I say they're falling then.
1: Nope, uh, they're rising slowly because they are. <laughs> They, they, you know, they, they improved uh, just a tad over last year, um, but yeah, six game losing streak and losing a couple guys now to the portal. Uh, women's basketball, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say they're rising. Uh, they, you know, they reached the second round last year under Joni Taylor as well, uh, but you know, a new head coach, uh, a little bit more energy now, I think, um, and uh, maybe it was time for a, a new coach. I don't know. I mean, uh, I think Joni was very popular. Um, but, uh, 10 newcomers and they, they get to the second round and they lose to a team that might be in the final four.
0: Yeah. I think they're rising. I, you know, I heard one time somebody within the program told me that Joni cared so much about people that she might not have cared as much about basketball. And now it's kind of coach Abe cares about people, but she really cares about basketball and maybe that's what they needed.
1: All right. Men's golf.
0: Uh, I yeah, I think they're I think they're taking a dip. I mean, I was watching golf earlier today, and Davis Thompson was playing. That seems like their last, you know, great All American type of player, and they're just not really not really competing right now.
1: Yeah, they're they're uh, falling. I would say women's golf.
0: I think they're rising. They got a couple good uh, young, well, you know, good uh, players. I think they got two or three in the women's amateur coming up. So they're uh, I think they're rising again.
1: All right. Um, they've made it to uh, the final eight, I believe it was last year. I'm calling up the, uh, the golf week rankings, aren't they? in the, They're in their USA Today Gannett network, so uh, probably very reputable uh, rankings. Uh, and I believe Georgia's not ranked very high this year. They are 25th currently. Uh, so I would say that they're falling slightly just because they set a high bar for their, themselves uh, last season. Um, let's see. How about uh, men swimming?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I think both those programs are falling, to be quite honest with you.
1: I think it's a fair assessment. Uh, they do have new head coaches uh, on both sides, uh, but it will be a while before they can kind of get it in the right direction. Uh, and we'll close with a couple more programs. Well, first of all, I'll just mention women's soccer, which is a fall sport. So this is not uh, in season for them, but they made the tournament last year uh, and I believe they have some even more additions uh, in the transfer portal. So that's a, a program that's clearly rising.
0: Oh, yeah. I agree. I think that coach has uh, come in and brought a lot of energy from USC, so that's good.
1: All right. we will close with men's and women's track, which are uh, separate programs uh, under the same head coach. What do you
0: got? I think the men are are rising, but they've had a couple good years, you know, but they just took second indoors, so I think they're rising. The women, uh, I mean, they were one of the best in the country a few years back, so... I'll give them a hold and steady.
1: Yeah, they're probably a slight dip, slight dip. And uh, I'm not going to mention equestrian here because I just I don't know. I mean, I think they're they're falling because they've had some more losses recently. I've seen when we get those emails, and they they were a national <laughs> champion in the past. But uh, Brian, you got you got any favorite horses that you like to ride?
0: Uh, uh, no, I, I, I I've been to one equestrian meet in my in my life, and it was it was okay. It was fun, but I mean, they're not even NCAA, right? So, I don't know how to, I don't know what to think about equestrian.
1: All right, everyone, we uh, will be back next week and uh, hit us up with a uh, five star review. We'd appreciate that very much, uh, and appreciate you listening. And we will talk to you next time. Hopefully, Ryan's bracket uh, on the women's side that he was talking uh-huh. about will we'll, uh, we'll, will will do very well. And uh, everyone have a great weekend.
0: See you.